0: Has media coverage on Russia and Trump derangement syndrome become the same thing? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I didn't make it totally clear, but the United States has been sanctioning Russia for a long time, and the Biden administration has been saying, if they attack Ukraine, we're going to really sanction them. Let's talk about Russia a little bit there's that Russia-Ukraine thing going on, where Russia has 100, somewhere in the 100 to 200,000 troop amount of uh, soldiers on the border of Russia and Ukraine. Now, they're in Russia, right? I mean, the troops are within Russia, and I think maybe they got some people in Belarus, like, they're encircling Ukraine. They got Russia on one side, Belarus on, I'm not sure, maybe they're on the top, and then Crimea, the part that Russia took over, and I don't know what, 5-10 years ago, on the bottom. And I'm not that up in arms about it. I'm not going crazy. I'm not a girl gone wild. Although I do miss those commercials on late night TV. And I think the most important part about it... I mean, you know, what is important about Russia, Ukraine, United States, blah, blah, blah. Well, the important parts are whatever it does to affect my life. Like, Ethiopia and Sudan have... People getting their limbs hacked off as we speak. So, you know, and no one gives a crap about that. So, you know, if a Ukrainian person gets killed by a Russian person, I mean, do I care? I think there's, you know, it's the media. Is it me? Is it just me or is it the media? But, uh, you know, it's like missing white women's syndrome when, you know, every week 10 black ladies disappear and are never heard from again. And then some young, smoking hot white woman goes missing and all of America is reading, you know, 10 articles a day about it. I mean, I don't know. I, I get sucked up into it, too. You know, the hotter they are, the more I am interested in whatever horrible thing happened. So I'm sure it applies, right? This is this is within Europe. I guess, you know, like, is Russia in Europe or is Russia in Asia? But really, I mean, Europe is not a... Well, whatever. Europe is just a part of Asia. It's all Asia. It's all one continent. But I guess if people are killing each other, or maybe killing each other uh, in Europe, people care, people give a damn, compared to like Africa and other places. I mean, mostly Africa, well, in the Middle East. There's like two places in the world where people kill each other like crazy, and uh, still to this day, and that's Africa and the Middle East. And you know, sometimes it's America going into a country in the Middle East and killing people like crazy. But anyways, still, same part of the world. So beyond the fact that it's kind of interesting when white people kill each other, because it just seems like it's rare. It's more rare. It's more rare when white people go out and have a war and kill each other. The thing that is really affecting my life about this stuff is that it's like the number one news story. Like, I don't want to hear more about it. I mean, they could, they could just, you know, you could give me fi- a five minute update once a week. And that'd be all I need. Like, you know, did the war start yet? And they'd be like, No. And I'd be like, okay, in fact, I don't need five minutes. That's all I need. All I need is, until until some sort of war actually starts, all I need is just, uh, did the war start? You know, breaking news. Did the war start? Answer, no. And then we can talk about other stuff. But I listen to NPRs up first. I listen to, uh, an NPR, right, obviously is woke. I listen to Commentary Magazine's podcast. They're not woke. But, I mean, NPR in particular, they lead every day. Every day, the first... Uh, The the thing I listen to is only 15 minutes long, and like the first eight minutes every single day is Russia-Ukraine, Russia-Ukraine. In Commentary Magazine, they they don't do it quite as bad, but they talk about it a lot, too. So I'm going to get into how I think a lot of this is just Trump derangement syndrome. But I guess let's cover what's going on with Russia and Ukraine a little bit. So what's been happening lately is, like the Biden administration has been saying, like, every day they come out, they're like... Every day they're like, tomorrow... I mean, this is an exaggeration, but, like, every day, Biden administration comes out and says, tomorrow, Russia is going to attack Ukraine. Like, everyone, get ready. This is crazy. There's no, you know, there's no amount of readiness. There's no amount of running around with your hair on fire that would be too much of running around with your hair on fire. Get ready. This is crazy. It's happening tomorrow. And then it doesn't happen tomorrow, you know. You know basically, it doesn't happen tomorrow until it does, if it ever does. And so that's how NPR covers it. Not so much Commentary Magazine, but NPR is like, whatever. They just, you know, they're, uh, they put out propaganda from the Biden administration just exactly the way that the Biden administration wants it put out. Want it, Propaganda comes from a propagate. They want, they want this information propagated out to the people and NPR does that. And so there's a theory on this. There's a theory that like the they're lying, the Biden administration is lying when they say Russia's attacking tomorrow, but it's a noble lie because you know maybe maybe like like let's say Russia was going to attack tomorrow. Well, if you say they're going to attack the day before that, then they're like, "Oh hell, we don't want to attack when someone said we were going to attack. you know they're like they're looking for a way they're looking for a time to attack when someone didn't say they were going to attack. And so that gives you this funky thing where just you're like, okay, they won't attack if we say they're going to attack. So every day they say they're going to attack, and then you know, obviously this cannot last. It can't be like a hundred years from now, America is still saying Russia's going to attack tomorrow, and Russia's like, damn it, we would have attacked, but you said that. And basically, that's my best understanding of what's going on. Um, well, okay, I, I should say that. So there's like part of. Like, part of Ukraine has Russians living in it. One of those parts was Crimea, Crimea, a little place called Crimea. Crimea a river, obviously. And Russia took it over, I don't know, 5-10 years ago. And it wasn't like a big war, you know, it would be like... Uh, people, call, people call Ukraine like the Mexico of Russia. And so I guess Crimea would be like... Like, say Texas was still part of Mexico somehow... And then America, like, took over Texas, I'm just going to say five years, because I don't know. It'd be like if America took over Texas five years ago, and, you know, no one in Texas was upset because they were all Americans, but they'd just been under uh, Mexican rule. Well, that was kind of what happened with Crimea. It was against, uh, you know, they had international borders. It's against international law to do anything that they did. But uh, it wasn't a big deal, because the people who were there were Russians. And that's because the USSR used to own Ukraine, and they, like, traded pieces of property back and forth. So they have, like, you know, the wrong kind of people on the wrong side of the border, etc. But, so, there's a... was it? A Dan, Dan, something that starts with a D. Dankos or Danos or something. Um, that's the right side of Ukraine. The east side. The side that's next to Russia. Anyways, that has a bunch of Russians in it, too. This part's not, like, purely Russian people. But it has a lot of Russians. And they've got, like, uh, Russian-backed, you know, freedom fighters or terrorists. You know, one person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. Um, and so that that they had, like, a little low-level war on that part of Ukraine going this whole time. And the people who are there, I think they speak Russian, or most of them. Most of them speak Russian. It's a little more mixed. Anyways, we'll just see what happens with that. Russia could kind of take over that part pretty easily, but if they keep going then they get to the parts where it's all people who speak Ukrainian and do not like Russia. All right, see I'm already breaking my rule. The rule is, what do you want to know about it? You just say, have they attacked yet? The answer, if the answer is no, then that's the end of the story. But you know, I've already, I've already spoken too long. But I want to get into this, I have have this theory about Russia and Trump derangement syndrome. Like, I'm a 2010 liberal. Uh, I wasn't, like, a fan of Russia back then, but I didn't hate Russia. It was kind of... I don't know. I guess I was neutral. And then Trump got elected, and all the mainstream misinformation media, you know, is putting out 100 articles a day for three years saying that Trump is illegitimate because Russia got him elected when he wouldn't have been otherwise. All that was, And it turns out all that was untrue, and no, no one apologized for lying to the American public for three years. But the end result was that people on the left, who used to not hate Russia, it used to be people on the right hated Russia, and people on the re- left were, maybe they liked them, you know, if you're a communist, I don't know, basically they were neutral. I think they were all neutral, just like me, or I was, and still am. But anyways, the media has gotten people on the left to hate Russia now. And so, for instance, I have a woke buddy. I like to argue with him about certain stuff, and sanctions. This is the thing that boy <laughs> we we don't agree, we don't agree. Like I think I supported the Iraq war when it started, but since then, I oppose all war period, and I also oppose all sanctions, period. Sanctions are the thing that's in between doing nothing and a hot war. right in between there, you got sanctions, and so. I support doing nothing, you know, even if someone's doing something bad. If some country on the other side of the planet is doing something bad, what America should do about that is absolutely nothing, unless they're doing it, you know, I mean, unless, unless it involves our interests, you, know? I mean, you know, if they're attacking Americans on the other side of the planet, then blow their asses up. But if they're attacking each other on the other side of the planet, then have at it. So, my buddy, you know, like he and I, we had the exact same opinions on stuff, I think, back in 2010. We never talked about sanctions. I wish we would have, like, written down all our positions on things, and so that I could throw that stuff in his face. Because I feel like in 2010, he and I would agree that, you know, we shouldn't go around sanctioning other countries. But because he has Trump derangement syndrome, he thinks sanctioning Russia it sounds good to him. It sounds good to, you know, it, it's like sanctioning Trump. I guess there's my theory. People think that sanctioning Russia is good, what there really is is their brain is doing a little flip flop flop what, what and what their brain hears is, sanction Trump. And they're like, yeah, do it. A lot of times I'll say, I shouldn't have to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways, I'm not a Trump supporter. I think it is an important thing to say it, but I'm not going to even, I mean, right now I'm talking about it at length, but I think from now on I'm just going to throw in real quick, I'm not a Trump supporter. Instead of whatever belaboring the point, so anyways, I'm not a Trump supporter, and he's just a crazy person, and what's really evil is trump derangement syndrome. you know that's what's hurt that's what's harming the lives of real people. so my buddy was like, yeah, sanction those Russians, I mean, you know, sanction those trumper trump supporters, I mean Russians. And I'm like don't ever sanction anything ever again. That's the new rule. That's the moral high ground. The moral high ground in my opinion is don't sanction anyone ever again. But so I went and looked up sanctions on Wikipedia and you know don't quote me on these stats, but it was something like in the last 20 years America has sanctioned a 100 countries. I mean, we are sanctioning a ton of places and people and whatever's. And I think in any any given year on average we're sanctioning 20 countries. Yeah, like, you know, oh, the world's a wonderful place, right? We we really fix things with sanctions. Obviously not. And then there's some famous countries that we've been sanctioning for a long time, which is like Cuba for, I don't know what, 50, 70 years. Um, Iran, North Korea, Syria. I mean, we we're I'm sure we were sanctioning Iraq until we attacked them. Anyways, the answer is North Korea has not become you know no no amount of you know no no number of decades of sanctions has turned north korea into a good place same thing with cuba i guess here's the point sanctions don't work i mean they really devastate the lives of the average citizen it does not remove the people in power it, I, mean, I think it makes them i think it keeps them in power i mean that's what it does it keeps the evil people in power that it, it literally does the opposite thing of what people want to do with sanctions like if we've been nice to north korea They'd be a nice country, they'd be a nice democracy, probably for the last 40 years if we wouldn't have been mean to them. But you'd be mean to a country, and just, you know, it's counterintuitive, but you'd be mean to a country, and it keeps the evil dictator in power. He's like, America is trying to destroy us, and then the whole country comes together and (laughs) doesn't kick him out, because America is trying to destroy them. And so, supposedly, sanctions have helped a few times, you know, in the history of sanctions. They have helped in a few situations, uh, but I think in the vast majority of situations they've either done nothing or made things much worse. And so that's why I now have the moral high ground over anyone else in the entire world because the moral high ground is no sanctions ever. You know, I don't know if it's 7 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 or 99 99 out of 100 times sanctions are bad, and they don't help. They hurt people, they hurt poor people who don't deserve it, and they don't get whatever it is that you want done, done. And so, just because you can say this one time sanctions worked, no, 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 no sanctions ever again, done deal. The world will be a better place. You know, let's try it for 50 years. We just tried 70 years of sanctioning places and it didn't work. Let's try, uh, you know, hell, let's just do a decade. Let's do a decade of no sanctions. See if that makes things worse. I bet it doesn't. And I kind of mentioned it but the the thing that Wikipedia said that was interesting is that you got three options. You can do nothing, you can go to war, or in between, you can sanction. And so that, you know, why why is there so many so many sanctions on so many countries when it has so little positive effect and in fact has a total destructive effect so often? The answer is people get pissed off and they want to do something, but they're not they're not totally insane. They want they don't want to do another Vietnam, another Iraq, and so they're left with sanctions. Like we got to do something. Like I don't care. I don't care if it just if if every poor person in this country starves to death. We got to do something. So they do sanctions, anyways. That's why people do sanctions. It's the it's the only thing left to them. And for America, it's so easy. I mean, you can just whatever. It's just it's like pushing a button has no effect on your life whatsoever. A bunch of poor people in some far off country starve to death. Who cares? And the other thing I wanted to say about Russia and Trump derangement syndrome was the uh, Camilla Valieva figure skater controversy. I can't prove it, but I feel like some of the media attack on her and Russia, I mean no one likes Russia for their cheating steroids use, but uh, I feel uh, there's extra attacks because of Trump derangement syndrome. So I guess, you know, I don't know how to prove it, but just going forward, dear listener, uh, when you see Russia do something, you know, I mean, if they attack Ukraine, fine, that's one thing. But if you see Russia not attack Ukraine or whatever, if you see Russia do something that isn't that crazy terrible, watch what the media says about them and then compare that to what the media says about other countries. Like, you know, some other country attacks some other country or kills their citizens or whatever. Does the media go crazy? And then Russia does some attacking and some killing. Does the media go crazy? And I think it's just a proxy for Trump derangement syndrome. I could be wrong. I mean, I never am. I mean, I could be. It's always possible that at some point in the future, I'll be wrong. Like, I thought I was wrong once in 1984, but it turned out I was right. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke podcast, and thanks for listening.